All right, fantasy football fans, welcome to the the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the Football Goonie himself, and we have an exclusive, only one time this time uh, event, and that is our illustrious leader of the prestige dynasty worldwide wide wide commissioner is here uh, i got mr clay jones on the phone how you doing sir good evening i am i'm good i'm uh, anxiously hoping that zeke keeps stealing touchdowns tonight yeah so uh for for everyone who is not sitting in this room with me by myself in my phone uh, we are currently watching Monday Night Football, recording this live. That's right, no no interruptions, no editing. And uh, me and Clay are currently locked in a, uh, a battle for the soul of the Prestige Dynasty League uh, as we're two perennial powerhouses that always seem to underperform when it comes to the biggest moment. <laughs> but who's the better one at it? <laughs> yep that sums it up almost perfectly yep so uh so just to lay it out real quick i think going into tonight i uh i had totally blown up my plan and some of it worked some of it didn't and uh basically i'm sitting on dak prescott and amari cooper i think i came in what down 20 something points yeah, I was like right at 20 after freaking Devontae Adams last night. Couldn't be covered, apparently. Well, no one can cover that, man. Uh, I did freak out, though. I did see the update. Uh, I hit. I, yeah, I, I didn't know what happened because I was out on a call at work and I just got a Devontae Adams is down. And then we pull into the station and he's on the TV playing. So I thought someone was messing with me over at Sleeper. Like I'm that important. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah. He got clobbered. That's right. So so as we're coming in now, we're in the last, what, like six, seven minutes of the second half. Uh, currently, yeah. the the combination of Zeke Elliott and NFL referees are trying to steal this match from me. And I think I'm sitting needing another, like, 11 points from those two guys. So I'm, I'm not feeling 100% confident, but it should get done. Yeah. I'm hoping not. Need, uh, he needs to keep uh, letting Zeke rush rush the ball in and uh, keep keep fumbling the ball away. Well, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so I thought maybe we go through real quick. Uh, I'll do after our phone call. I'll end up doing the uh, new Fantastic Empires review for Week One. Uh, we'll check in on how uh, my injuries destroyed my week there. But uh, let's go through real quick, and uh, as we're watching, we'll uh, we'll go through some of these matchups and say uh, we'll say what we think, and if uh, if maybe you uh, you you saw something I didn't see, because obviously there's some big upsets this week. Mm. So uh, so first up, we had the uh, fearless red, our defending champion, Mr. Schultz versus Team Texas Bear, who is on a just tear right now after defeating me in the the toilet bowl last week he he's now setting the league on fire yeah and uh you know gives him an opportunity if if everything holds to basically for those two to have the same record after this week it looks like yeah yeah it does look like uh schultz is gonna miss out on the the aniston points so 
Um, any any big surprises to you? I mean, Josh Allen finally got on track. Uh, same with Herbert. I mean, you got, you know, you kind of always just kind of look, you're like, wow, that happened. And then you realize, oh, Kareem Hunt outscored Nick Chubb. How many times is that going to happen this year? And, you know, James Robinson had a touchdown and six receptions. How many times is that going to happen this year? And uh, it just, I mean, even if, even if uh, Schultz had gone off, it still would have been, Tyler's way because he scored a freaking 180 points because everybody hit. But I mean, really, his his quarterbacks are just they're studs and they create a pretty huge advantage for sure. All right, as we're watching Dak go deep, running for his life. Oh man, what a catch! But he's got to be out of bounds. No way. Did you see that? No. Uh, what happened? Oh, man, so the last play, Dak almost got another safety touchdown thing and then running for his life in the end zone, he just hit Wilson. No, nah, I think it's only one foot down, but that was an amazing grab. So he almost uh, got sacked in the end zone, almost gave up another Eagles touchdown. Yeah, almost. I, I think this one's coming back, though, even though they called it a catch. But... um. Yeah, so so let's talk about one thing, though. We're going to call out Tyler because he claimed there was an issue last week. But I'm staring at his starting lineup, and Tutu Atwell is in there again. This time it didn't see. I know, it didn't sink him, but he is sitting straight across from CeeDee Lamb in a wide receiver position. And I don't know what is up with this kid that he can't seem to get this guy out of his lineup. Are you talking about, I see Tyler Boyd. I see Tyler Boyd in the flex, and I see... Am I looking at the last week's game? No. No, I'm on the right one. You're talking about Tyler's team playing Schultz's team this week, right? Correct. Yeah, you got Tyler Boyd and DJ Moore's wide receivers. His flexes are Robinson and Gordon. Okay, so I don't know what the deal is then with the sleeper app, because the sleeper app says it's 2-2 in there. Really? Yeah, Tutu so... even on his team? Huh? Tutu isn't even on his team. He's on uh, Chris White's team. Really? Yeah, it's not even on his team, I don't think. I don't think Tutu's... Oh, he is on his team. You're yeah, right. he is on his team, but, like, for some reason, Sleeper... Okay, so Sleeper's just screwing up on this one. This is some hard-hitting investigative journalism we figured out, I guess. So, <laughs> so here, here's the bigger question. I mean, uh... The, the first question is going to be, do you think this is more the of the same for Tyler to come, or do you think this is just kind of a one-off that he went massive, considering he even though he came out with a win last week, it was on the back of like 89 points? I mean, I was just looking through his the rest of his uh, roster, all of his bench players, and, you know, Peyton Barber scored 21 points, and Hunter Renfro scored 16 but other than that, it's one zero nine zero 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 point five. I mean, he literally played the perfect, uh, you know, the perfect starters to get the maximum amount of points, and he still only got three points from Jared Cook. I, I think it's somewhere in between. You know, same for you. You know, last week isn't as bad as it is, but one hundred and eighty points isn't as good as it is. Uh, but I mean, if 
you know, if he can figure out how to get his perfect lineup and score 180 points, I guess he'll take down the league this year. Yeah, I I, I definitely think it's going to be a long shot because it is going to take just finding these like real like diamonds in the rough. Because I mean, not everyone's going to hit Pater like Hunt every week. So, like you said, it's yeah. like oh, let's get Hunter Renfro on a week where he actually does something. So. Um, the bigger question, though, is uh, after this matchup, it looks like the defending champ is going to be at 500. Is he going to bounce back after such a devastating week? I still, I still got you there, Clay. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so do you? I think so, I think I lost for a so do you think uh, uh, Schultz is gonna gonna bounce back, or is, is he starting to decline? I think his team is interesting because if he he is so top heavy, if he you know if he has anybody go down and he can't get you know the right person filled in, um, this is what happens. You know, I mean, if his his he just is he's got some studs, obviously, but you know the same for him. You scroll through and it's like besides Alexander Madison, you know, it's it's pretty uh, pretty thin, so I don't know. I I his team is so hard to figure out because it's just so top heavy. And if his team goes off, he could score over two hundred. But if his team is just mediocre, you know, this is what happens. So I, I'm not. I don't think he'll be a bottom dweller. But you know, I think we'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dalvin Cook. I mean, I mean, it is it is interesting though. I mean, I and obviously I'm going off of something that isn't updated because it's saying Dalvin Cook was in his lineup, but I'm assuming Madison was. Cause... No, he didn't, he didn't have Madison in there. Oh, so this was a huge mess up on his part. He I might... know, I can't figure out why. He might have actually hit the at, the Aniston points then, or at least gotten well, close to he it. He has DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor in his running backs, and then his flex is Mike Williams and, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So. Okay, so he he did get Mike Williams in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going off like some like real wonky stuff. I we're gonna have to hit up Sleeper on this because clearly the the website doesn't keep up with the app. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long? How much longer before Mike Williams is you know on IR because he he can't figure out how to protect himself when he falls down. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Uh, he also does have a couple other guys that can give him some help. I mean, like Evans is still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't play him. And, I mean, and he's, they, si- he's sitting there with Mark Andrews, who could be a worthy flex on some weeks. Yeah. So. All right, well, let's move on to the next one we have. Is uh, Bob the Rebuilder coming hot off a dominating win last week over yours truly, yourself. Uh, versus uh, Chris nineteen fourteen. So uh, I I know you're just chomping at the bit to speak about how Bob the Rebuilder is now going to be three and three after taking you down last week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he sold Derek Henry for. I mean, you know, it's I can't I can't figure out what Dan's doing. I can't figure it out because his team is is pretty good, and uh, obviously last week you had Rondell Moore hit like you know a billion points, and everybody hit last week and he crushed me. Um, but I, I, you know, he he could have kept Derrick Henry and 
could have been fighting for you know the league lead so I think this is probably closer to what his team will do the rest of the year though I think last week was the anomaly I don't know what do you think yeah, I'm kind of on the same point uh, with you on that. I mean, he obviously set himself up to sell his pieces, get as much capital as he can, and turn around. I mean, he's sitting there with with Najee, who's going to give him some time, and Rondell Moore. Uh, the problem is he's just he's kind of in no man's land because he's got a lot of old players on top of it, and that's that's really the rough thing. Is I mean, he's in a rebuild, but I mean, he's still sitting with OBJ. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Travis Kelsey, like they, I, I'm expecting him to move a couple more pieces before this season's up. Yeah, if he's gonna truly rebuild, I think he's got to, and uh, you know he's got some. He could really pick up a, a lot of depth or you know uh, draft capital if he really got serious about his uh, rebuilding project. Agreed. And then uh, on the opposite side here, we got Chris. Uh, he seems to be in kind of a tailspin, also. Um, did he not start two? I mean, did he not start Brissett? He did. He started Mahomes and Brissett. Okay. Okay. I. I. Yeah. I'm going off. Like I said, just Clay's filling me in, people. Uh, for some reason, the website is just not set up. So. Uh, the way it has it read now, it's CMC, Henry, Julio, Corey Davis, Kyle Pitts, Diggs, and then Fant in the flex. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, any any surprises there? Like he didn't play Pollard after a couple of big weeks, or uh, the one that really devastated me, and I'll get to later in the uh, the keeper league. But uh, Tyson Williams, man, like I, I don't know what to make of that situation. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Baltimore just decided to be Miami, you know, from whenever that was that they had like three running back rotations when Gase was there. Did, did the Ravens hire Gase? Maybe that's what happened. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that he's on a on a perpetual Zoom call with uh, Harbaugh. I think they meet on uh, the weekends. That would make, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Chris because he went all in this year buying Henry and, you know, and uh, he, uh, <laughs> CMC going down and Tua going down. Of course, he was depending on Corey Davis and a rookie tight end to take him to the promised land. So I guess he was about to have problems. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of there with you on that. I think, uh, I think he unwisely chose to take a shot now rather than wait another year or two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Pitts was a good pick, but not if you're contending now. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I figured he would have. He probably should have gone with Zach Wilson and just beefed up. Or even if you do Pitts, not not trade for Henry and and at yeah. least you know kind of kind of bide your time a little bit. Yeah, I was perplexed by his trading away of his quarterbacks. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I mean, not much more to delve into that one. Kind of a kind of a lackluster a performance from both of them. Yeah. yeah. So next up, we had Team Groovy Drew, uh, the four and O darling coming into this versus uh, GA Dogs for Life, who was at a surprising two and two coming in, and it looks like that streak continues, at least keeping himself at five hundred. Yeah, I mean, the question is who's 
I mean, I, you know, I think uh, I think Drew's actually got a legit team. I mean, he uh, he didn't just randomly sell off a quarterback for a future first, and he uh, you know kept some of those wide receivers around, and he's competing. So I think, uh, and he didn't even have Higgins this week. So yeah, yeah. Um, I do I think, think he I do think he lacks a little bit of the star power though. Is the problem. And, I mean, he could do it on the back. I mean, he he got Chubb from you. He yeah. could do it on the back of guys like Murray when they hit and Chubb when they hit and Hawkinson. But I, I think he's also kind of waiting a little bit. I, I, I think he's better suited to pick up the games that are kind of like the, the middle scoring rather than the, the real shootouts. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he, his, his receiving core is a little lacking they all seem to be like the second tier guys you know uh, on their teams yeah yeah i mean he's got you know higgins is hurt but he's got claypool who you know and and juju so he's got you know two Steelers wide receivers and he's depending on big ben which is never something as you know that you want to be doing mm. uh, but he definitely is if i was him i'd be selling a, a quarterback or two there's some guys who need quarterbacks and he's got you know and I'd be selling Derek Carr uh, for as much as I could get for him after his couple of games he's had, for sure. Oh, knock, 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 Drew. I will buy Derek Carr from you right this second. <laughs> so, can, can I actually slide him into my lineup instead of Big Ben if I did that? No. No? No. no. Okay. No. Well, it was worth no. the try. <laughs> maybe, you... maybe he'll take uh, Deshaun Watson for Derek Carr straight up. Oh, uh, I don't know if I'd go that rich, but I I think I would, I'd give him uh, I'd give him a big Ben plus some picks for Derek Carr. <laughs> Who's buying big Ben? Sorry. Well, I just I, need to get rid of the quarterback. I I have too many. Unless you're gonna buy Kellen Mond off of me. Um, I'll pass. Yeah, yeah. You say that now, but we'll see in two to three years. Man, Kirk Cousins is MVP right now, dude. Is he? Ugh, man, I don't know. These Vikings are bre- these Vikings are breaking my heart this season. It's, it's a kicker, man. Gotta dude, have that kicker, dude. It's it's the kicker. It's just dude, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, so let's move over to the other side. Even though we have a struggling Jalen Hurts, it looks like GA Dogs for life is going to be winning this one, and he seems to to be plugging away this is another team that we didn't really expect much from and he's kind of in that no man's land where at least for for my money i would be looking to flip at least one or two of these older pieces yeah so i mean the the big the big elephant in the room is cooper cup uh i i don't see him really competing this year for a championship and I don't think you'd ever get more for Cooper Cup than you would right now. Yeah, for real. Yeah, he's on a tear. I mean, he's just lighting it up. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a uh, an experiment in zero RB in a full dynasty league, right? I mean, he's uh, he's got Singletary and Hines and his you know his running back spots and he's got a bunch of wide receivers whoa 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 he now has lead uh running back chupa hubbard also <laughs> sorry chris sorry chris uh, i'm i'm right yeah. there with you but i'm right with you in other league well t- to be fair 
Chuba and Zach Moss outscored Singletary, so he, he might should have played one of them. Yep. Uh, but but who knew that CMC was going to get hurt? You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I think if I was <clears> – <throat> I mean, he, he really got into the rebuild last year, which I thought was a good idea. And he's – you know, he needs to – I would push a little further into it. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, maybe so off AB – Cooper Cup's like 28 already. So. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, he's. I don't think he's a one-year and he's going to compete rebuild. So I, I think sitting on Cup till he's 30, 31 before you really start going, it's just not, yeah, it's not working for me. So I'd say like guys like you said, AB and then uh, Cup and Logan Thomas, I think are good move candidates. Yeah, because Logan Thomas is already like older than, uh, than uh, Darren Waller, I think. If, yeah, if not, they're very close. So the other big question, though, is, I mean, we don't really see Teddy Bridgewater as a true future QB for the team, and there's still question marks on Hertz, and then you just had the Justin Fields one net yard uh, <laughs> net yard game. I Did you see that stat? Yeah, one point, it's like 1.1 1. 1 yard per play or something. No, no, not not even. No, not even that. So, because of his lost yardage on sacks, Justin Field actually netted one single yard of offense. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah he like, had like nine sacks or something. Correct. He had nine sacks, and he had only thrown for one more yard than the amount of yardage he lost on those sacks. Yeah, that uh, debut didn't go as many wanted it to after Andy Dalton was thinking it up no no especially so so I ended up I don't I, I talked to you before about it you don't do the dailies but I do and uh I've been heavy in the cash lineup so basically all I do is I do I make one lineup and then I enter a bunch of 50 50 tournaments uh-huh. and uh I've been doing two, like the first two weeks I won both and then this week I took a hard hit but the real odd one I saw was they were all selling Justin Fields as a good cash play just because he was so cheap on uh, on DraftKings. And I just I scratched my head on it because the Browns are a good offense. You got a lackluster offensive line for me with the Bears. It just it didn't make any sense. No. Yeah. I, I don't know what to think about Fields. I mean, I, I hate it for Mike because he obviously took him in the first round but man I'd be worried yeah because I mean the one the one real knock on him out of college was he can't handle pressure well yeah he, and, he can't get through his reads and his progressions under heavy pressure and yeah. then you're relying on fields and hurts and Teddy Bridgewater that just that could be a really long 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 rebuild like Axel long yeah, well, I mean, all Axel had to do was hand it off to Drew, and he seemed to turn it around a little bit quicker. So yeah, but that's not the first time that's happened. That's true. You know, Brian and Jeremy did the same thing for Schultz. So. Oh man, totally. Um, so, so the question now is, uh, I mean, some question marks on quarterback. What do you flip these pieces for? Is he flipping for picks, or maybe maybe push a cup and a lesser quarterback to get like a real stud young quarterback off a team that's stacked right now like drew or i mean you could dan wants to sell lamar you know you could you could uh take hertz and cup or hertz and something and go get 
Lamar maybe or yeah I mean I, I would consider I think that's a good idea I you know I know everybody on the league is you know always wanting their picks and those first rounders but you know how's that working out Daniel Jones and uh Dwayne Haskins and Josh Rosen you know I yep. mean well, I mean Daniel Jones one of the best running quarterbacks in the league would beg to differ <laughs> he was playing the Falcons it doesn't count man uh, he, he, <laughs> He is a good running quarterback, but, you know. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I would definitely, if I'm going to trade somebody like Cooper Cup who's balling out, I'm going to go and get proven assets. Oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, like, the picks are always nice, but it is a big, big question mark. And then, like you said, I mean, it's not always working out. And then I know you've had a little bit of success, but I, I think I'd tout the, the best success rate with late-round picks considering I've gotten guys like Deontay Johnson, Gibson. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've somehow pulled up like three or four strong starters out of the like third and fourth round. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just a testament to why relying on just the draft is never going to be a good idea because it's just a crapshoot. And it's more about, you know, you've hit on those picks because you had like, you know, six or eight picks in those two rounds. And that's what I did this year. And so you just really have to take a lot of shots to get like one Gibson or one Johnson and the rest, you you know, you don't even talk about them because they're not, not even the NFL anymore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, well, let's move on. We got next up is uh team uh, C Greenwood, Chris Greenwood, uh, another previous champ. If, if you're, if you're not aware as a listener, you have to be named Chris to, to win this league, apparently. Which is why why you yourself has changed your name to Chris. My name is Chris. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the uh, the perennial uh, head-scratchers of the Untouchables with uh, Gary's team starting off 0-4 and looking to, I believe, go 0-6. Let me see. I don't know if he's in line for Aniston points. He is. One, he is two, right three, now. four. Yeah, he is. He is the fifth guy right now. Interesting. So we'll see if he can hold on with that. But uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's another head scratcher of uh, just trading off. That that's one where we we say people value picks too much, and he he has been the only person that doesn't seem to value picks at all. <laughs> trading them <laughs> off. So, but on but on a good on a good note, uh, Gary did respond to a trade offer I had back in 2019 on GroupMe. So, he's I think he finally learned how to use the internet. No no joke no joke. I I got like a like or a response, and I saw it, and it was really confusing. And it was a trade offer from like two seasons ago. That's, uh, you should have been like, cool, so you want me to send it over? <laughs> oh, I didn't have the pieces anymore. I think I traded three times over at that point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it looks like uh, he might hold on, but uh, Chris with the definitive win, still adding to his total. Um, looks like Tannehill finally got back on track. Uh, I felt like Brady didn't even have that great a game, but man, that yardage and that rushing touchdown really uh, helped him still be competitive. Yeah, I think he. I mean, he he uh, bought Hill, I think, which was good because he lost Michael Thomas, and 
he uh yes thank lost, you he lost um adams yeah well he traded you <laughs> yeah, he did lose adams yes that was a loss him that trade but he also lost dobbins as well before the season started so i mean i applaud him for just being like fine i'll just go get more you know firepower but how long is it gonna last with you know, I can't stay healthy Wentz, Taylor Heineke, and then 50-year-old Tom Brady and Tannehill, who flops like a fish every other game. Do you, do you think the uh, the efficiency streak at Tannehill is finally at an end? I mean, it looks that way, doesn't it? I mean, he was playing... I mean, Indy's a mess right now, so I don't know what you can really take away from yesterday at two interceptions to go along with those touchdowns. A.J. Brown's out for, you know, he's week-to-week. So all they got to do is double cover, cripple Julio, and who's he going to throw it to? Um, so I, I don't know, man. I would be worried, but I guess if it's like, hey, I want one more ride, I want to get the trophy again this year, so I can be the first two time, then more power to him. That that's honestly what it looks like. It looks like he's got enough firepower that he can take a run for it, assuming he doesn't take any more hits health wise. Because his team is falling like a deck of cards. I mean, he just lost even like minor depth pieces like uh, James, like James White, and Gaskin yeah. looks like a shell in that system. Slash without Tua. Um, I mean, it's it's obviously there's not a lot of depth that's really developed. I mean, Jamar Chase has kind of turned into a thing, and maybe Manny Sanders pulls past this week to continue it, but. I got to think Stefan Diggs turns it around at some point this season. Yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and Sanders isn't getting all the touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even know what he would do if he loses another piece because he wouldn't have anybody in his flex. I mean, you know, I was just scrolling through. I forgot he drafted Mims in, like, the first round last year, and he's not even playing. He's inactive. Yep. It's crazy, man. That's that's what we're talking about with the picks, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he could go with MVS, but that's scary because Aaron Rodgers could just freeze him out any moment. Yeah, I think I think Jamar is the big the big saving grace that's helping him a little bit. So he's yeah. uh, he's definitely stacked like you and me with a uh, with a couple of big plays at running back, but like the real power is going to be at the the strength Wide of receiver. receiver. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I think the real defining thing for him is just uh, Brady keeping it up. He can middle through the other quarterback, and then if if Gronk continues to play, I I just saw an update that his his X ray was clean. But yeah. if if Gronk can continue to do what he's been doing for him, that gives him that extra facet with the tight end. I mean, on a bad week, he's still got seven and a half points. Yeah, because. Goddard hasn't been what he wanted him to be, so he can't play him. But that's a lot of Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he's relying on a lot of Tampa Bay. Yep, yep. And then, uh, so, I mean, we'll see. He, I think he still has a good run in him, and then I think he probably starts setting into maybe like a rebuild mode next season. Yeah. At least, yeah, so, trying to sell the older pieces off and just try to get a – like it would be like a mild rebuild where he's still competing, nothing where he blows up the team. Yeah, yeah. I he could, you know, he could uh, get rid of one or two pieces and and get some young quarterback help and and then in another year be right back, you know, competing. I agree. 
Yep, he's another one. Hey, if if you wanna if you wanna pick and Ben Roethlisberger, I'd love to take Tom Brady off your hands. He's not gonna be on your team more than one more year. So how much older is Tom Brady than Big Ben? Yeah. Oh, he's got to so be outrageous. like six, seven years older than him. Isn't that insane? And Big Ben looks so washed. Oh my gosh! So so, so I have not really watched any games with the Steelers yet. But did you see the little clip that's been going around Twitter of Big Ben? They say he moves like a tree, where he like scrambles, then he throws, and he somehow falls like an old man while he's throwing. <laughs> it it looked like he tripped on an invisible stick. I kid you not. <laughs> like it did not look like a normal fall for someone throwing. Yeah, I, you know the question really here is: Is this going to be one of those? Um, who was the uh, bicyclist, uh, the Livestrong guy? Oh, uh, Lance, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, is this a Lance Armstrong thing where, like, in ten years, one of Brady's like teammates finally comes out and calls him out, and we find out all along that he was, you know, he was doing some form of doping that wasn't able to be traced at the time. And let me let me let there. me ask you what he's doing though, other than mental doping, because. He's not blowing the doors off with his arm. He just doesn't look like a decrepit old man. And, I mean, honestly, I think that's a little insulting to think that someone should be decrepit at 41. I mean, he's he he hasn't taken a lot of hits if you really look at his career outside of that one broken leg. Like, he's, he's, he's always been safe. I, I feel like Big Ben's been just destroyed over the years, so I could see why Brady's still competing. Yeah, but you just watch his arm. It's still, I mean, he's still throwing some beautiful, like, you know, 50, 60 yards in the air passes. I mean, he's, but yeah, I mean, he stays in shape a lot more, obviously, than Big Ben. He's Ben's probably got, what, 130 pounds on him? Oh, man. The, yeah, like, Brady's been, you know, hanging with his gorgeous wife. And that's why he stays in such good shape is because she motivates him. And Big Ben's just eating cheeseburgers, thinking about the good old days. <laughs> he's not married, is he? He doesn't even have a wife, does he? No, I don't think so. I think he's going to be that like just like super sad guy. Like all your friends, they got married at one point or not, and he's just like the guy living the dream still. In, Maybe it's because he played for the Steelers too, but he's going to be Terry Bradshaw. Oh, there goes. Here we go. We got Dallas Godert, Godert going, uh, finally picking it up. All right. We need the Eagles to get back into this so that Dak throws some more balls because I am still down eight points. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hertz is looking pretty. Oh, he looks crappy. awful. Yeah. He, he looks awful, and he's not running at all this game, and like you could tell that's why the offense is so stagnant. Yeah, because there's no threat. Exactly. I don't, I don't know what this whole deal is. <laughs> oh, so man. Here's, I... here's a question, because we really don't have to talk about Gary's team. Okay. The question is, is there anyone that you wouldn't sell on Gary's team if you had to take over that team? Oh, man. So here's the problem. I think Gary missed the boat on a couple of his players last year. Like, yeah. Robert Woods. Woods like, you can't... Well, no. I I think you could still sell Thielen to a competing team that needs a receiver. You're not yeah. going to get as much for him, but you could still sell him. 
Uh, Woods, though, I, I don't think Woods has any value after those first three games. And, I mean, if he explodes, he explodes. But why would I think... Oh, there's another pick. Don't score. Don't score. Don't. Ah, they're going to score. Damn it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is the Dallas D just that amazing? Who is the backup for Dallas? Because he's about to come in the next time they take the, the I'm, field. I'm pretty sure Stefan Diggs brother or cousin that just scored that pick six has more touchdowns than Diggs this season if not really? the even I, I think Diggs only has one touchdown right yeah and it was in week two right yeah so uh so for me I mean I would sell Eckler right now obviously I'd sell hey, Carson I'd sell Thielen uh I'd probably sell Carson yeah I mean I would sell all three of those guys um I'd maybe look to get a little bit of something uh, for Sony from you. Yeah, since he's like the, the backup now in, right. in L.A. And then Brandon Cooks I'd sell. Uh, man, let's go down this list. Let's see if we can find one player that we would not sell on this team. And it, it, we would sell Robert Woods. You just can't sell Robert Woods. Yeah, you're not going to get anything for Oh my god, this is just brutal. There's one player I see. I'm going down. I'm going down. He's in the starting lineup. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Let's see. Cole? Yeah, that's probably the the only like young player he has that will still be around and able to play and not be out of the league by the time he gets competitive. That is probably a good point. Daniel Jones is a question mark on that, but, I mean, still. Like, yeah, I just, if I was him, I'd be worried that Daniel Jones isn't going to be the quarterback of the Giants in a year. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I look at it, Jared, like, I mean, you know, Thielen's probably got a year or two more of competitiveness. Carson, Eckler's probably got three to three years left, maybe. Uh, Cooks maybe a couple years, but like Goff, Goff's Ugh. probably the only quarterback that's still playing in three years from now. Is he on the on this team? On this team, compared to Garoppolo and Jones. Yeah, G- Jimmy G's definitely going to be gone. But I mean, I don't. I mean, honestly, this sounds really bad, but I, I actually would consider taking Goff next year and cutting Matt Ryan. Uh, at this point, <laughs> it's, it's I mean, pretty bad. I mean, Goff is throwing it up a lot. He's looked, yeah. He's honestly looked better in Detroit, oh, yeah. and I think it's because the system is simple, and I think the coach doesn't hate him. Well, and the coach doesn't belittle him, and you know, I mean, I, th- I, I think McVeigh was so full of himself and thought he knew what was best, and. I think he treated golf like a baby, and golf got tired of it. I I just think I just think McVeigh has no ability to. So like I think McVeigh can work with non quarterbacks in his system. I I think he truly struggles to actually work with the quarterback in his system if he's not up to at least a a standard he needs. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I think there's I don't know to me. I don't play football. We don't coach, obviously. But to me, it seems like McVay really thinks he knows how to how that should be done. I mean, like, if I'm golf, I would just get tired of it, and I just go up to him and be like, "Hey, man, 
why don't you suit up? Why don't you head into the game and let's see how this goes for you? Because at some point it's like he's he wants to be a puppeteer because he can't do it. And I think that just golf got tired of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, he's not the brightest bulb, though, too, so. No. I, I, no. I, don't, I don't know if we're giving him a little too much credit. So I just saw on the TV was uh, Hertz uh, is strictly mad at, or he's very mad at Devonta Smith. So let's see. He got mad at Goddard for dropping a pass, and then he got mad at Smith for falling down on that pick six. That 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 was honestly Devonta's fault. The first interception wasn't though. Did you see how bad he underthrew that? Oh yeah, that that was totally not anyone but Hurts' fault. But this this pick six actually, I don't think it was his fault. No. Well, I I would love to see him keep it up just so we can see him get negative points for the game. Okay, I don't need that. What I need is Dak and Amari to just put up eight more points. That's really not asking a lot. Okay, well, if you're the coach of the Cowboys and you're up by 20 points and you've got uh, your star wide receiver with sore ribs, are you putting him back in the game? Mm, he's not sore. He wasn't even on the injury report. You're making this up. But no, what I what I see is a team that has been up big and lost games before and been down big this year and came back and almost won games against good defenses like i would want to put my foot on the throat of my divisional opponent this is true yeah just go ahead and take their soul exactly that's that's how i play for the rest of the year after this game yep yep so speaking of soul taking let's go to our matchup the big one of of the week (sighs) it's the only one that's coming down to the wire it looks like yeah and what a wire it is, but uh, once again, my my team just can't seem to figure out the footing, and one of the biggest things, and it's killed me in previous seasons, has been injuries. Um, I'm already sitting, I'm already sitting with playing, like, half, half the guys I'm playing aren't my stud starters because the other half are just injured or questionable. Uh, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, I uh, I know how you feel uh, since I lost Acres before the season and Herb Smith and and now AJ hey. Brown for a couple of weeks. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, he's week to week with his hamstring, yeah. and you know, of course, he got point three points before he got hurt. So thanks a lot, mm-hmm. AJ. So yeah, the the big the big problem, and I'm, we're going to talk about it, it's the elephant in the room because we already talked about the Hamburglar himself earlier. Is Big Ben is sinking my team? Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, it's Deshaun Watson, right? Because you wouldn't be playing Big Ben if you had Deshaun Watson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be it'd be Deshaun and Dak, and then I'd be just riding high on these stud players but instead i got man i don't know if the cowboys are just getting smart and they're sick of losing high scoring games so they started just leaning on the run in week two but i mean what i get like six seven points last week from yeah from dak and now i'm sitting at 8.22 halfway through and the team's got 27 points it's insane yeah well He's got the fumble, so you lost two points there. But yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm not worried about your team. <laughs> like you're yeah. like you mean you're going to win, or you're not worried about my team as far as my competing? Yeah, I, if I had your team, I wouldn't be worried because you've got Jacobs that'll be back. You know, Watson will play next year somewhere, and uh, you still have and you got Gibson. You didn't play. Hey, you even got AJ Green. He had a hundred yards. So, oh. Deontay Johnson was out, so. Yeah, and so, like, so, yeah, to allude what I was talking about earlier was uh, I wasn't going to play Cooper because this Monday night game, I was going to play Marvin Jones in lieu of him. Uh, I wish I had done that because then that would be seven more points I'd be sitting on right now and I'd only be down a point or point and a half. Um, but, I mean, Big Ben... This is three weeks in a row of 13, 12 to 13 points. I don't know how I'm going to survive this unless I make a move. So I, I probably am going to have to throw away my last first-round pick I'm sitting on just to get a quarterback on my team. Yeah, because it doesn't look like Zach Wilson is going to be the answer this year. Oh, no, and I never once expected him to. I just sold the farm knowing that I was losing Big Ben that I would have Deshaun, and basically I sat on it seeing Dak, Deshaun, and Zach Wilson. I really don't need anything else outside of that. Yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, I mean, hopefully the you know hopefully the Jets get it figured out and get you know figure out how to help him because he just uh, he looks poor kid. <laughs> Yep, yep, so, um, yeah, I also noticed, yeah, last second I did sub in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over Gibson. Um, That was a a game theory decision that cost me a point, an all-important point right now, as they have a a one-point difference, I ended up taking the lesser guy. Uh, I'll tell you right now, when he scored that 73-yard reception in the first quarter or whatever, my, my my heart sunk. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose it. And then it turned out after that he only scored another three points. CEH came back after the fumble. That's two fumbles in two weeks, which is blowing my mind there. But um, And then I guess the other thing that helped me out was I ended up pulling out Shepard instead, and I went with Debo for the higher-scoring game. Now, Debo, the the big concern I had was Jairi. Oh, and here goes Dak down again, getting sacked, almost losing a snap. Oh, my God. I guess the only good thing is they lost eight yards, so now he has to throw it. Or Tony Pollard will just run for, you know, 50. Dude, score. what is with that guy? It's... I, I don't get it. The holes open up for him so much more. It's like defense is... When these secondary running backs get in, it seems like defenses just don't know how to play. Well, he's also, I mean, he's he, oh. uh, he's got, uh, Zeke's got like 30 pounds on him or something. He's so much smaller. I mean, I don't know. I know that seems, that's one of those things that almost seems too easy to explain. But like several people I listen to that, that are really deep in analyzing film, talk about how some of these smaller guys it's they just can get through those smaller holes you know i mean pollard's a lot smaller than zeke yep that is a good point i mean when you got that quick burst it does help um, i mean at this point after this year i mean if you're dallas it's like hey we could go get some more defensive help and cut zeke 
why would you not if Tony Pollard keeps doing what he's doing? Agreed, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the contract anchors him. I haven't been paying attention. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah let's do a yeah, draw. Is. Let's do a draw play on third and 17 with Zeke. Oh, my God. These guys are trying to ruin my... If the Eagles don't score in this one, I think I'm going to lose to you, honestly. You know, you're relying on Mike McCarthy, so therein lies your problem. Oh, my God. How long does that guy stay coach? How is he a coach again? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, for how long? And he won one Super Bowl. And Rodgers made it pretty clear that McCarthy was the problem. Yeah. And I think everybody knew he was the problem. Yep. Oh, please tell me he didn't step out. Nah, he did. Yep. So, um, I, I feel like that is, I, I look at my team and I have so much talent and that kind of spells it out is there's a lot of just one problems. And I, I, I think that's the big thing. No, I know. Well, but I put, I, I put myself in the position to, to be with these guys. So, uh, I mean, it really, it hurts not having some guys and. I mean, I, I look at it, and I'm like, the potential I could have had, I mean, what was it? Uh, Najee had nine, 19 catches? Yeah. Is that is that correct? Did yeah, I read? He had 19, which tied Alvin Kamara from, like, 2018 with, like, the most by a running back. It's crazy. So, I mean, you sit there, you sit there and if I had Deontay in this week, you got to think I had at least 12 catches with Deontay. Yeah, oh. Juju went down too, so that was part of the reason why I had so many. So they right. literally had like, you know, Claypool and whoever else scrubs they could, you know, throw out on the field. Frymouth, that's who it was because oh. he got the touchdown. And look at this, uh, sleeper has officially decided you're going to beat me now. Did they just change? No, it still says you're seventy eight percent. No, so the one I'm looking at says that I'm at, and maybe this is going off of the old. Thing. God, this thing's so stupid. Yeah, so like on mine, it's saying 120.91 to 121.64 is the projection. Uh, yeah, mine says 124 for you, so mine still has you winning. Okay, well, look, chance of winning. let's do that, guys. Let's 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 do that. <laughs> so uh, on on your side, man, Kirk Cousins is just hucking, chucking football. Maddie, Maddie snapback is hucking, chucking football and playing. He's the MVP right now to me. Uh, he has to be with McVay. He is playing like, I mean, it's insane. That is the best thing for my team ever because if he stayed in Detroit, I was worried he was going to retire. Yes, that actually was a good point. He could have actually retired. So Detroit's um, made more players retire in their prime than, you know, bring. Cool. CTE. Agreed, agreed. So so they're both balling out. We can't really expect them to change anything. Uh no. I think I think the the Rams have been exposed that their defense is set up to destroy, but at the same time they'll give up a lot of yardage and plays in the air. So And they won't take their foot off the gas. No, they no, they won't. I, points. I I think I think it's a good plan. It's the, the Andy Reid style. Yeah, I, I remember for a couple of years where just they'd run up the score all the time, and I, I think it always worked out for them, at least better than not. They never got caught. 
Um, so Justin Jefferson had a big game, finally, right? <laughs> against me. Um, it, is there any is there any disappointments or standouts that you're, you're I mean, you're looking at Tyler Lockett. Do you think that's going to continue? Is he going to be? Uh, it seemed like he kind of righted the ship finally, and now he has a four for four for thirty one, and and it it looks like he's maybe the up and down guy he was last year. Yeah, I mean, but that's who he always is. But I'm also okay with that because, you know, kind of like you, I feel like I have a team that I can play Tyler Lockett, and I, if he scores five, then I can still win because I have Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson and Darren Waller. But if he scores, you know, 30, obviously it's a, you know, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with Tyler Lockett. I think he will keep being this way. I think he may score five next week. And then the, the problem is you got to play him every week if you want the 25 point game. So you got to be okay with the five point game. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping IU keeps bouncing back and Shanahan stops being an idiot. So. I have another wide receiver. Hopefully Bateman comes off the IR and takes Marquise Brown's Hollywood spot because he can't stop dropping the ball. I, I feel like that's not going to help you enough. I think he's just going to end up – they're going to cannibalize each other. And they'll both they'll both have their big games, but I think like it's going to be way too volatile. I think it's just going to be one of them. And in, either it's going to be Hollywood or him because that's what everybody said about Sammy Watkins – you know, coming into the year, oh, they're doing so great at camp, and it's Sammy, Sammy. And it's like, okay, well, where's he at? I mean, I think he locks in on one wide receiver and uh, Mark Andrews. But I do like to see uh, Van Jefferson starting to get involved. Terrence Marshall's getting a lot of targets. So I feel good about the future, especially since I was able to get Mac Jones in the second round. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think he's going to be a world beater at any point, but he's going to be a good I think he's going to be a good solid serviceable QB2 for you. So he he'd either be your, your second QB or your 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 fill-in QB, but you you'll get a good solid week out of him. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that it was like, "Hey, if he just doesn't lose his job after his rookie contract like a lot of these other ones, then that's all I'm hoping for." Yeah. And I mean, in second round for a QB, how can you not want that value? Yeah. So, yep. so the the big question for you, there's I I think there's two questions on your team then that are the Buddy real bye. the really big one. The one is, are you worried about Allen Robinson? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Do you think because he's just useless this season now? That's what my guess is. I was pretty much maybe I'm 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 not trying to trade him, so I'm not going to tank his value and not like he has any. Well, I think he has plenty of value cuz he's a freaking awesome wide receiver, but I was expecting this season to be a loss, but for him to leave Chicago next year because it was either going to be Andy Dalton, who is trash, or is going to be a rookie QB who is going to run a lot. So, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I mean, he's only dude, he's only like 27 or 28, so he's got plenty of you know years left, and he's a boss. So he's played with some trash QBs. Agreed. Agreed. So it is to me. It's a little concerning that he's he's not doing well with more trash QBs because <laughs> he's already done that. So like, what's the difference now? Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and, and consider you're sitting on a lot of those, like from, from 
from gold to crap with like DJ Chark's another one. That... Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know what to think about Jacksonville or Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I don't know, but Chark gets the touchdown, so I think uh, if Urban Meyer leaves for the USC job, it'll be the best thing for everybody. Oh, I I think he's going to do it just out of fear of getting fired because he knows he's going to get fired. Yeah, he's going to pull a uh, Patino when he was with the Falcons and just kind of be like, okay, guys, see you later. Yeah, this is totally my decision, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I need to spend more time with my family. Yep, yep. So, um, all right. And then the, the, the other big question, for me at least, looking at your team is how are you feeling on the running back situation? You used to have a good running back squad. Then you kind of blew it up in an odd way. And then you somehow took that odd blow up and returned better value to it. It was, it was like a magician. And then and then you come around, you pick up Montgomery for a second, if I, if I remember correctly. It was a first. Oh, it was a first, but I mean, it was a late first. And then, um, but I mean, you're sitting here, and I know Mixon has the volume, but he's been kind of up and down. Montgomery's obviously looking like he's struggling with fields under center, at least. And then uh, Henderson, injury concerns. Sanders, I mean, he looks good when he's used, but it doesn't look like he's used enough. Do you have uh, some concerns on your running backs? Yeah, I mean, I think losing Cam Akers was pretty big because I think if he was healthy, he would be getting, you know, all the work and that L.A. team is just, like, killing it, which that was kind of when I traded Chubb. What I was thinking is I got Cam Akers about to be 22 or whatever, 23, and he's going to be a stud. And then I've got some other guys that are, you know, still got plenty of age on them. Sanders and Montgomery and then I got Mixon who's a little older but I don't know I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go overpay for anybody but at the same time I'm keeping an eye on it because if you know I need them to at least get 10 12 points and if they can't even get there then I'll I it is the only thing that if I'm gonna address a need in the middle of the season that's the one I'll address I'll go find somebody I'll go see if Gary thinks that his team is bad or if he thinks Owen, you know, 12 is still competing and I'll buy Carson or somebody cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also see, and I don't know if this is just me getting a little too theory with it because Akers is out with an Achilles, is he, or is he out with a... Yeah. No, it was Achilles. Okay. So so there is a question that we don't even know if he's going to come back. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, that is devastating. I was wondering maybe knowing Akers would come back if you would, like, end up two-for-wanting these guys and going, like, Montgomery plus uh, Sanders and trying to get, like, a real stud at running back to go with Mixon. But Yeah, I talked to someone in our league who has a decent running back and uh, before the season – but uh, they were a lot higher on him than I was. And so, and it was, uh, they wanted to involve A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson. And it would take a lot for me to move off a, you know, 22, 23 year old wide receiver stud 
that is going to be on my team for a long time and one unproven running back was not going to do it. So well, I if, waited. If I'm he wants the better AJ, I got AJ Green who is lighting the world on fire, whoever this he is. He mystery. Is like, uh, he maybe has scored more points than AJ Brown. So Oh, I guarantee he has. I saw, what was it, uh, Andy Holloway put out a tweet talking about how he t- told everyone they drafted the wrong aj aj (laughs) yeah he's sitting there let's see let me see if i can find him on this man this website is awful the the app is so much better on sleeper so let's see Uh, are you on the website maybe that's why you're having problems well consider i'm using my phone with you i'm having to use the website yeah Uh, so so through three yeah, weeks, we got uh, th- three and a half was his bad week, but then 11.9 and 13.7. Yeah, he's definitely outscored AJ Brown because Brown's only got 12.9, 5.8.3. Yep. What a dud. And he's so old at 24 years old. Man. Yeah, I should probably just get what I can and get out. I think he's ready for the glue factory, honestly. Yeah, maybe I can get, like, Naheem Hines or somebody for him. Hey, that that man just got a new contract, and he is he in is, their plans. He's, like, the 10th highest paid running back in the league now. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, the, the only good news is it looks like while the website keeps telling me I'm going to lose by more and more points, and you're telling me I'm still favored, the Eagles did score. They did. So, so there is some hope and some life, and basically, what's going to seal the deal is if I can get a touchdown. If yeah. if Amari gets a touchdown, even a short one, it's game over. If Dak gets a touchdown pass or run, it's probably game over with the yardage that goes with it. Yeah, if he runs it one, it's definitely over. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, but I think even if he throws one, it's probably going to be a bomb to CD or something, and that'll probably give me six points, seven points, and then all the extra yardage through the game. I, I think that'll pull it through if he can avoid turning over again. Ugh. Yeah, the biggest question is, do they have rational coaching? Because if they do, that would dictate that they just keep running the ball until the Eagles stop them. Oh, absolutely. But when when have we expected... Mike McCarthy to be anything but rational. Yeah, so you may actually have a chance because he may just decide, like, we're going to bench Zeke and throw the ball as much as we can. Exactly. So, oh, man, I am not feeling good. It's making me a little queasy. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Is there anything you're looking forward to? Who are you playing in week four? Let's see. Let's get, a, let's get a quick preview. I'm going to do the preview show later, but I, I just want to see. Oh, big matchup. You and Fearless Red, Mr. Schultz, defending champion. Championship uh, rematch. Are, are, are you going to call your shot out? Uh, no, 100% not. Because that's both. I think both times I played him last year, Matt Stafford got hurt or Matt Ryan got hurt. Like I lost like a quarterback, and then it was just over. So... Mm. I don't trust. I don't trust my team. You know, and you feel the same way. Mm. I. It's just like, of course, Tyler Lockett's hurt. Of course, AJ Brown's hurt. Why not? Yep. Oh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. So, real quick, we'll we'll go a quick rundown before I let you go. So it looks like you got Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford. Uh, Cousins is playing Cleveland. 
Stafford's playing Arizona. That should bode well for you. And then your only other options are Mac Jones in Tampa and Matt Ryan in Washington. So I'm, I'm guessing you're sticking with Stafford and Cousins. Yeah, 100%. Um, and on the opposite side, we got Russell Wilson against San Francisco and Trevor Lawrence against Cincinnati. And I don't know. Well, who's his other quarterback? Baker. Baker's playing Minnesota. Minnesota. So. I, yeah. That's It'll a tough one because I, 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 I feel like T-Law has an okay matchup, but it's Thursday night, so I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably roll with Baker if I was him too. Plus, you would want to trade punches with Kirk because if Kirk scores a lot, Baker's going to score a lot. Mm, that or Kareem Hunt's going to do it. <laughs> So crazy. So, so who who do you think has the advantage? Assuming Baker's in between uh, Russ and Baker versus Stafford and Cousins. As long as nobody get hurt, I'd take Stafford and Cousins. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh, Especially the Arizona matchup. Yeah, that could be just like 48 to 52 or something. Yeah, agreed. And then at the running back position, uh, I think you're going to stick with your current lineup. Uh, Montgomery and Mixon, they're saying they're seeing Detroit and Jacksonville. And although Detroit yes. did not allow a lot of run, I think that was the Ravens' fault, not Detroit's fault. Yeah, because uh, your boy Mitchell put over 100 yards on him in week one. He put what? Elijah Mitchell put up over 100 yards on him, Detroit in week one. Oh, that is right. That is right. Oh, man. So, oh, there's another one. Who do you think takes the job when Mitchell comes back? Is it Sermon or Mitchell? I don't know. I feel like like Sermon did not do enough to stranglehold it. Watch it it end up being, uh, you know, Trent Cannon or Carrion Johnson or something stupid like that. Mm, That's why I picked up Trent Cannon before this this week. Well, that's why I picked up the other guy they signed, and I have... Carry on. Yeah, I don't like it's, French. I don't like French people. Otherwise, I would have taken them too. You tried to pick him up. Yeah, but I did it for a zero dollar bid. Come on. Uh, oh, and you, Dak you just did twenty. You told Chris, you remember? Oh, I was just yeah, I was just messing with Chris because Chris thinks that Clay is sitting there on his uh his algorithm stealing people's bids and barely outbidding them. Yeah, writing code to barely outbid them. That's yeah, you you are quite the coder, so. Yeah, uh, three, three, three children under four, I got time for that. Yeah, exactly. So you got David Montgomery and Mixon. He's got Taylor and Swift. It looks like Swift is playing Chicago, obviously, and then Taylor's playing Miami. Uh, options for him would be Edmonds against the Rams. Uh, and then obviously the combo of Dalvin Cook or Madison, whoever plays against Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Um, man, I got to think that if Dalvin's in, he's going to have Dalvin in. But let's just say Dalvin will end up in a flex then maybe. I don't know. Like, honestly, I, w- I would think he'd probably end up sitting, what, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, I, well... Who did you say he was playing to? Miami. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, Chicago's no joke, so I maybe, I don't know. That's a hard, I mean, you can't not play Dalvin. Yeah, like, I I don't see how Dalvin doesn't get play. 
I, I can see a way that Madison doesn't if Cook is out, even though Madison went bananas this week, but it was against Seahawks. Yeah. So. Yeah, and every time you know Madison's going to be the starter over the last two years, he's been garbage. Okay. So let, let's just assume that, that Cook is the starter, and my guess is that he's going to sit Taylor in this instance because you would want the pass work for Swift. Yeah. Who do you have, Montgomery and Mixon or Cook and Swift? Uh, Cook and Swift. Oh. He's gonna get, I mean, Dallas not even close with Dalvin Cook, and then Swift is catching everything. Mm. So, See, for, unfortunately, my guys have good matchups, but he's he's just got the receiver talent. Man, I I feel like David Montgomery is gonna play well. So if Andy Dalton plays, I would put Montgomery, but Dalton's still out. I would assume, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any way he plays, but you could end up with, like, Nick Foles, which is worse, right, I think? Uh, I don't know. Nick Foles knows Nagy's offense. Yeah, and he carried Montgomery to, like, a 1,000-yard season last year. Absolutely. So, all right, well, you you give him the advantage there. So, at the receiver position, we got uh, Justin Jefferson, and we're assuming A.J. Brown's out. So we'll call Keenan Allen your wide receiver too, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Cleveland for Jefferson and Vegas for Keenan, and I believe that's a primetime game on Monday. Yeah, and then versus uh, I guess DeAndre Hopkins and Ceedee Lamb CeeDee would be Lamb. his top two, and yeah. Lamb's got Carolina in that tough defense potentially, and Hopkins has the Rams. Mm. And Ramsey. Yes. I'm feeling better about this matchup. You like his matchup better, or you're feeling better about this matchup? I'm feeling better about this matchup. Oh. For my team's ability to win. I'll take my two wide receivers. Okay. Okay. So you think, and I think you probably assume it's on the back of Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got Jefferson and Allen. I'd say they definitely have easier matchups than CeeDee Lamb and, and Hopkins for sure. Yep. All right. And then at the tight end position, we got a couple of heavyweights that one's been underperforming, but he finally had a decent week. And yours just underperformed a little bit. Waller versus Kittle. Yeah, Waller's playing. Who did you just say? They're the, playing the, the Chargers on Monday night. And then Kittle's yeah. got Seattle. Ugh. Mm. I feel like that means Kittle's probably going to smash, right? Uh, you think so, but Kittle definitely has the the disadvantage of a run-heavier team, assuming Jacobs is still a little hobbled, and then a... Um, better wide receivers. Better right? wide receivers that any one of them can take over. Yeah. And he has Jimmy G throwing the ball to him. Correct. He's severely worse than Derek Carr. Correct. So, so are you saying that you have the advantage? Because Sleeper would beg to differ. Yeah, I'll take the advantage there. I think, I think Darren Waller's been more consistent this year than Kittle has for sure. Well, the last like two years. I'll I'll agree with you on that one. Oh, there we go, Amari Cooper. It's a couple points for me. We'll see where we're at. Um, all right, and then at the flex position, you got uh, a couple of options. I'm guessing Tyler Lockett's probably an option against San Francisco. Yeah. 
And then um, you're sitting there. If Henderson's back, maybe Miles Sanders. Uh, Henderson's got Arizona. Miles Sanders has KC. Uh, Sermon has Seattle if he's the only guy again. Uh, Hollywood Brown's got Denver. And let's see, Chark's got Cincy. Ayuk's got Seattle. Robinson, Detroit. Who are you feeling? I mean, I think I would either go... I mean, I'm going to go Lockett and then probably go either one of the San Francisco guys because I feel like that's going to be a decent game or either Robinson against Detroit since they have no cornerbacks to speak of. So, I don't know. Probably probably one of those and just hope for the best. Okay. Either... Ayuk or Sermon, and then either Robinson, one of those three. Yeah. One, one sec, Cliff. Uh, just don't throw it out. I'm going to save it. Sorry about that. I'll be there in a second. You don't have to clean it up, man. Sorry, we got work things going on. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to fit this all in. Um, so on the opposite side, we got uh, Mike Williams and Calvin Ridley as of right now. With uh, some of those guys we talked about, like Taylor could be in, or Cook, or I mean, Taylor or Edmonds. Um, I'm not really sure. Oh, and then Mike Evans is another option. Uh, Mike Evans playing uh, New England. So, yeah. Uh, do you think Mike, he keeps rolling with Mike Williams and this just amazingness that's going on? I mean, I think at some point. It's really hard for him because he's got to consider sitting Calvin Ridley, right? You can't keep playing him. Right, right. So you think he's going to sit Ridley this game? He is playing Washington. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't trust – I don't trust any Falcons. And uh, But he's still, like you said, he still is going to have one of those running backs or Mike Evans. So, you know, he definitely should still be – the question is who, who wins the Tampa Bay lottery? Is it going to be Godwin again? Does A.B. come back and he takes over? Because Mike Evans could just disappear like he does. Right. So – so do you think uh, do you think Lockett's going to take you to the promised land? Because I'm pretty sure like all this hinges on if Lockett has a game against San Francisco or not. I think if San Francisco can score points, yes. If San Francisco can't score because Jimmy G is trash, then no. Because they don't have any, you know, what's his name? Old man Josh Norman went to the emergency room and... They don't have Sherman, so man, I think Lockett could definitely go off. But is he going to if San Francisco only puts up like fourteen points? Right, right. I agree with you. I agree with you. If, if Lockett has a big game and everybody else does what they do, I think I win. If not, you know, and one of his guys, Hopkins. I mean, uh, Hopkins or Cook or Mike Evans goes off, he'll probably. All right. One out. So, I think it would be close unless we have injuries. So it sounds like, barring an injury, that Clay is calling his shot and saying he is going to take down the champ next week. That's what I heard. Sure. Yeah. And if not, I'll I'll do my coding algorithm magic and make it so that I win anyway. Oh, there you go. That the the secret the, to the cats out of bag. Yeah. Bag. Exactly. The Chris secret to right. anyone. He figured it out. All right, so as we're sitting here, uh, we're going to finish this off. Uh, we'll, we'll watch this drive to finish it out, and then i got to go do some work stuff. we got uh, the Cowboys sitting at the 28, second and six. 
I'm currently down 114.4 to 121.64. And they ran it with Zeke, so that helps me know where. Do you think I pulled this out? Basically, is Dak going to throw a touchdown right now? If Dak scores on this drive, you win. If they, well, if they score, they're going to score on this drive, and then the game's probably going to slow down dramatically. Yes, so it has to be a da- it has here, to be a Dak involved touchdown, one hundred percent. Right, because I think if they score, I don't know why they wouldn't score here. But after they score here, they they are going to slow this game down dramatically because the Eagles will pretty much be out of it at that point. Agreed. I mean, there there, so. there is always the chance for some big plays to come back, but I just don't see the Eagles being that kind of team that could put up twenty points and a half. Or, I mean, in a quarter, so. Yeah, I don't think Hurts has it in him, honestly, not from what I've seen. No. I mean, everybody made a big deal after week one, but as we know, the Falcons are a trash heap that is on fire. Agreed, agreed. So, All right, well, we're at a commercial break, and i got to go do some work, so I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you hanging out with me. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, after after I get some uh, some chores done, I'll, I'll come back on here, finish out the uh, broadcast, and I guess everyone can find out if I won or not. And uh, we should definitely try and do. I've got a couple of new rule changes I think we should talk about. So maybe we should schedule an off-season podcast where we can talk about some ideas for the future of the league. Oh, absolutely! I love that. And then uh, another big thing I want to try maybe this off-season, and maybe that could be the the episode we do it is maybe we end up doing a Zoom call that I just record, and we just get as many people involved in it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. That one would be fun to do because you could get, you know, real-time input from other people in the league. Yeah, well, uh, everyone, Clay Jones, uh, master and commander of the Prestige Dynasty Worldwide. Uh, thanks for stopping by, bud. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. Peace All right. All right, you too. You have a good night, All bud. Right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, well, thanks, Clay, for for stopping by with us. Uh, I'm going to take a short break. You won't have to listen to the break, though. It'll just be a pause and recording, and then uh, we'll be back with either my my heroic victory or my, my total heartbreak. So stand by. And we're back. I'm sorry, folks. I... I was trying to get back in time to do a live update, but I kid you not, not five seconds before I walked in here to hit record, Dak Prescott, in garbage time, even though they're up 20 points or something like that, just threw a touchdown pass to his tight end on a third and two when they were in field goal range, thus bringing me... A massive victory over Clay Jones. Um, Barring any changes, uh, major turnovers or anything like that, the final score right now sitting, or the current score sitting at 124.44 to 121.64. It's very touch and go for a little bit, but amazingly enough, we did it. So now the bigger question is, right now as we sit, uh, Texas Bear, Greenwood, myself, and Clay are sitting at the uh, at the Aniston points with uh, Chris Schultz sitting there in the fifth spot. But we have GA Dogs for Life sitting there with Jalen Hurts about to go, still with the chance. 
So we're all rooting for GA Dogs against uh, against the uh, champ, but man, does it feel good to be a gangster and win some fantasy football. Congrats to myself. Um, in this league, at least. The other league didn't turn out so well. Had a rough, rough night there. No thanks to CeeDee Lamb and some major injuries and disappointments at running back. But uh, we'll go through real quick and we'll review the league. So, uh, first one. Uh, let's see, our undefeated Popeye Sailor Men going up against our undefeated Unjour in France. And it looks like that this Popeye Sailor Men through the terrible play of Jalen Hurts, pulls off a victory with a 93.12 to 90.7. There's still time for Jalen Hurts to have two turnovers and throw this game away, but highly unlikely. Uh, despite Najee Harris getting 19 catches, as we were ta- or 19 targets, 14 catches, as we were talking about before, um, AJ Brown was the big, uh, the big loser in this one. Uh, getting hurt, only losing by three points. Tough one, Axel, but uh, you're dropping down. Next up, we had Groovy Drew versus Texas Bear. Uh, Groovy Drew, 101-32 to 78-64 for Team Texas Bear. Uh, good definitive win, although not super high scoring for Groovy Drew. Uh, Metcalf got on track. Kittle got on track. Beasley played well, even though his running backs kind of sucked. Uh, on the opposite side, though, we had uh, Miles Gaskin, Drake, Cooper, and Gronk all kind of single digits and just couldn't do enough for Team Texas Bear. He will drop to 0-3 while Groovy Drew gets his first win of the season. At the big matchup of the week, Chris, uh, 1914, looking to get out of his 0-2 hold against SC Honkers and with the uh, on the back of a 25 point game that he did not need from Zeke Elliott he dominated 131 to 91 points uh, big game from Josh Allen was the big one at 45 points uh, Tom Brady at 30 couldn't keep up and then of course the 25 points from uh, Zeke again it was a real lopsided win he only had uh, four players get double digits. Everyone else was single, but it worked out well for him. So good job, Chris. Congrats on getting your first win of the season. Uh, the high-scoring matchup ended up going to Chase versus Finkel's Einhorn. Uh, Finkel's Einhorn was coming in at a 2-0 uh, record, and Chase at 1-1 one one getting back on track. Uh Definitively putting up the high score at 160.68 versus 106.24. Uh, nothing super stellar. I mean, uh, Mike Williams was amazing. Cooper Cup was amazing. But it was a lot of big, solid plays. Uh, Lamar was okay at 21 points. But Derrick Henry had 18. Barkley had 18. Cup had 26. Jefferson had 22. Jamar Chase had 20. Mike Williams had 29. Uh, most of these guys you don't expect to perform this strongly, but a uh, good definitive win. Um, not really much you could say other than a real woof of a game from TJ Hawkinson on the other side, and then Kyler Murray only putting up 18 points. And then the uh, big defeat, and it's more the loss of players than the loss of the game. 
Uh, I will now more than likely have lost 116.34 to 100.92 to uh, Los Poyos Hermanos. Uh, this was entirely on the back of Christian McCaffrey only getting me five points after getting hurt and probably losing him for several weeks minimum. And then Tyson Williams only put in 2.2 points against Detroit, which was a head-scratcher. Uh, as I sit here and look at James Conner with 17.8 points, uh, I just think, why didn't I play him or Naheem Hines where I would have won? Because I'm not stupid, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just one of those wonky things sometimes. Apparently, Baltimore coaches hate fantasy football players. So, congrats to uh, Los Poyos moving to 2-1 to one while I moved to 1-2. and two, And scrounge to decide if I'm going to even salvage this season without CMC. Um, good matchup for everyone. Congrats to the winners. I hate you all. Uh, but uh, great game, and most of all, thank you again to our guest, Clay Jones. A uh, big hand on his uh, tough upset this week by uh, yours truly. And uh, again, everyone, thanks for hanging out, stopping by. We're going to do a preview show later this week, and uh, we're going to look like last year to get some of y'all involved and uh, basically make this show a little more fun and bearable than just me droning on by myself. All right, and as always, remember, Goonies never say die. <laughs>